Alright guys, welcome to episode 51 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we are going to be talking about, um, let's see, what we've been watching, which is uh, mm-hmm. we've watched Nobody, um, I started Castlevania, mm-hmm. Ever watched Dave on on fx or mm-hmm. fxx you know whatever happened <laughs> there um we'll talk about uh russell westbrook and the uh the almighty triple double and then we will uh talk briefly about uh, a fucking tight end in jacksonville <laughs> jesus fucking christ jacksonville has the number one fucking <laughs> prospect and, and and now we're talking about a fucking tight end um and then, and then you know, uh, we'll end the episode probably like right at an hour, I think, and we'll um, we'll be jumping into some invincible talk now that we've both finished the show. So if you wanna if you wanna listen to that, um, just stay past the outro music the first time mm-hmm. and catch us talk about that for probably a solid thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but first. So before we even get into our normal topic, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to touch on like three or four quick things that ultimately don't really matter, mm-hmm. um, but I just want to touch on them. So let's see. Uh, in the last two days, mm-hmm. there have been PS5 drops from three different places, and your boy didn't secure from any of them, so that shit's <laughs> out the window. Um, so there's there's a little bit of number one. Uh, number two is that the Knicks have secured a playoff berth <laughs> for the first time since 2013. Uh-huh. What it fucking do? Uh-huh. We did it, R- Cody. RJ, R- <laughs> you're right. RJ Barrett has turned into a legitimate basketball player. Um, Julius Randle has turned into a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for some reason we're still playing Alfred Payton a bunch of fucking minutes, but you, whatever. At this point, like, I'm just rolling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. Let's see. Third. Third. Um, I have removed all pens from this room because I noticed that when I was editing the last episode, mm-hmm. I could hear myself fucking clicking the pen nonstop. Oh. <laughs> and I wanted, like, the whole time I was editing, I was like, I can't get that out. I can't. I can't make that go away. And so I have removed all pens from the premises. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, lastly, this is really unrelated to anything. Mm-hmm. Randomly, I was listening to late registration, right? Mm-hmm. And all I gotta say is that for some reason, this line, just like I've definitely heard it before, and I've I've mentioned it before, I've quoted it before, maybe not on this podcast, like for end line, but for whatever reason. It just, like, made me laugh so hard the last time I heard it was, let me find it. Hold on. Mm-hmm. He said, you see them foes crawling? You see them screens falling? The disco ball in my mouth insinuates I'm balling. Son, Paul Wall, the people's champ. 
<laughs> came through so hard with that uh, fucking line and drive slow. Uh, oh, well, God. people were giving him his flowers a couple weeks ago because they were talking about him. I forget what he did, but he was like he was trending on Twitter, and people were like, "Man, that that verse on Drive Slow and then Grills, and I forget what what other song." And he was, you know, tweeting. There might he might have had a really good verse on a DMX song, I think. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might have been, been around that time. Like, yeah. yeah, people were like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" Like, and he was tweeting back like, "Oh, thank you all, thank you for the love." You know, just still out here, just you know, doing my thing, and yeah. Yeah, my man said, "You see them foes crawling. You see them screens falling." The disco ball in my mouth insinuates I'm balling. Bro, that, <laughs> hold on. Here's the deal. Is that like, even even though hmm, the topic of that line is that he has a grill and it has diamonds in it. that Like, mm-hmm. that's all he's rapping about. Mm-hmm. That, that shit is a level of lyricism that, like, and I know it's just one line. And I don't think I would characterize his whole career by lyricism. But, like, just for his country ass to come up with. The disco ball in my mouth insinuates I'm balling. That's some shit that J. Cole could only ever hope to reach. <laughs> and it, and it's on a, a great beat. Like, I love that beat so much. It's such a, like, relaxed, laid-back beat, but it's so good. Right, because the beat is crawling along just mm-hmm. like his foes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. God, I do love that beat. It, like you said, it's like a real, like, slow, kind of just methodical. Bum, like, you bum, can't help but bob bum, your head to bum, it, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? God. All right, that that's it. All right, so next week when the playoffs start, we can definitely. I definitely want to go into like a deep dive, or not deep dive, but you know, talk about the Knicks and like where you, how you think, how far you think they'll go, and everybody else's chances, so we can say goddamn that. championship. Because I, <laughs> I think this week is. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think this Sunday is when it ends, or this Monday. Because I was thinking about going to a Hornets game, and I was like, oh, maybe see, maybe there's like a couple of games left, and I think. This weekend is the last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So next week oh, we'll damn. have, uh, you know, a, a playoff preview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those play-in games are going to be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Very fucking interesting. Um, we'll get to that later. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's start with. Um, well, I guess it's not starting because I've been rambling. But uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk about what we've been watching or playing or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll keep these short just because I do want to talk about, you know, we promised the people last week Invincible. And so I definitely want to get to that. And I, and I want to get to um, <clears throat> a few of the other topics we have on here. But So I'll keep it, you know, these short, especially since both are just kind of I'm done mm-hmm. with both of these. But the first one I, I did was uh, I watched Dave on FX. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's FXX, but it, it's all on Hulu either way. Right. Um, and it's a difference? Sh- like, I, obviously, there's a difference. But like, is FXX just part of FX? Like, yeah, Adult it's Swim like is um, part of Cartoon Network or mm-hmm. Toonami is. I think specific. I think they're literally two channels. I think FX. It was called FX, okay. FXN, X, FXX, and then FXM or some shit like that. So it's like, um, it's kind of like how HBO technically owned Cinemax, but then Cinemax was like its own thing, and they had their own shows like The Nick and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but I think it's just a way to like sort of divide. The two, like I think FXX is their like comedy branch, I think. Yeah. So, um, but it's all on Hulu. Like it's all now that yeah. Hulu has that partnership with them, it's all into one. But it's the show by Lil Dicky, um, and it premiered last year. It's uh ten episodes, each one a half hour, um, and it's pretty good. I really really enjoyed it. I think it's um it's it's kind of like um it reminded me a lot of Atlanta, 
and Rami, both of which are also on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the sort of like, uh, you know, this kind of like up and comer sort of figuring out his way in the world. So I think it's more like Atlanta in that way, in that respect. And, uh, you know, they get into some hijinks, but I think Atlanta sometimes veers into this um, surreal. Yes, um, it sounds... Well, I've never seen Atlanta, but some mm-hmm. of the things I've heard definitely seem like it veers that way. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, things that sort of tilt towards surreal, but don't quite break the universe. And this is more, like, uh, prototypical, a prototypical show. But I I think it's very, very good. It's got great characters. I think he's very funny. Um, I do I, also think it's extremely loosely autobiographical yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's i wouldn't say i don't think it's supposed to even be like a a direct like event to event depiction of his life but like Mm -hmm. i i I mean he plays himself um right so like and like i'm sure he's gone through some of these situations in some manner yeah Um, and some of them are a little bit more outlandish than others um so you definitely go, yeah, there's no way this happened. Um, but there's some really good episodes, especially ones, some that are dealing with like a little bit more um, honest things. Um, I say, I say if you liked Rami or if you liked Atlanta um, on FX, I definitely recommend this one. I think it's a little bit more, uh, the humor is a little bit more sophomoric than that mm-hmm. one. But, you know, the show is called, you know, or the guy is called, you know, his name is Lil Dicky and he yeah. writes songs about his Penis. Little Dicky. Um, yeah, like I think, I think, like I don't know if this was his actual first song or if just it's just like the first song in the show, but it's called "My Dick Sucks," and that's just like how he got famous because that song blew up. <laughs> and I don't know if that's in real life or in the show. I forgot to look it up. Um, but um, yeah, I think he he has a great presence, and I think everybody around him is very good in the roles that they fill up. And, and there's a, a lot of cameos. You know, there's like uh, YGs in an episode. Um, who else? Justin Bieber shows up for a little bit. Courtney Kardashian, uh, Young Thug, Gunna, and so it, it's like it, it reminded me. Uh, there's one episode where they go to a party, um, where like nothing bad happens. It's just like them, like just right. Living. Okay, I think I and, and I was to say it reminded me a lot of Entourage in that way, and it sort of scratched that like Entourage itch that I didn't know I had because like after watching, I was like that reminded me so much of like watching those shows fucking 15 years ago and being like, oh my god, I wonder who's gonna show up in this episode because there's right. like tension, right? But it wasn't like there's no like drama. It's just like they're hanging out. Like, oh no, I, I fucking asked this rich person a weird question, and and like we talked about weird shit. But um, but anyway, yeah, I I really like it. Season two actually premieres next month, and um, so yeah, so you could watch this literally. I mean, I watched it over the course of I think five days, but you could watch this in one afternoon because they're all that you know because they're still on TV, so they're all like twenty two minutes, um, and it's ten episodes each or ten episodes, twenty two minutes each. Yeah, so I really liked it. I watched it a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. The some of my favorite things I think are I love they they nailed um, his close group, right? They nailed mm-hmm. all the castings for those. So, like yeah. for example, I love Andrew Santino, who's the redheaded guy. Oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. I love him. The his girlfriend, right? There, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I think her name's Amy. Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that she does great. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirdest one was when I saw his black friend. Uh, what's his name in the show? Uh, Gata or the other guy L? No, no, sorry, not Gata. Yeah, so he meets Gata, but Gata's also a great casting. So L, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Did you? Did you ever watch the Loiter Squad? The old no, but show I, on... I know he was in Odd Future, right? 
Yes, so he didn't rap. He was just like a guy that hung out with him that they were all friends with. Mm-hmm. And his name was Taco. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's so weird because there's an, like, so first of all, he was always just doing dumb shit with him. Like, he has a verse on a song, and his verse might be the worst shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, like, it's like, he's like, at one point he says something I think about, like, I got your bitch sucking my dick while I'm eating chips. Like, like that's like a line in one of his terrible, ra- like, and like, every time, like, I think after one of his verses, he's like, man, this rapper shit's hard. Um, <laughs> so, like, he's, he's just terrible at rapping, and he was just kind of there to be a goofball with his friends, right? Yeah. There's the episode of Loiter Squad where, like, they dress him up in, like, a little, like, baby onesie, right? Mm-hmm. And they put him in a giant picnic basket. And they put it in front of a, a fire station. Mm-hmm. And the prank was going to be to see how, like, firemen react to, like, a grown-ass man acting like a baby dropped off at the fire station. Yeah. But then, on the other end, Tyler, the creator, and I think one other person, are actually just there with a fire hose. So he thinks he's about to prank actual firemen. Mm-hmm. The the garage doors go up, and they just blast him with a fire hose <laughs> while he's stuck in this big picnic basket. Mm-hmm. And, like, the picnic basket falls over as he's getting blasted, but his, like, feet are stuck in the bottom of it, so he mm-hmm. can't get out. And so, like, w- watching that dude, yo, at one point in an episode of Little Squad, they put, like, 20, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches up to the side of his face and mm. just have a dude try and punch him in the side of the face through the sandwiches. <laughs> it's just, like, that's the goofball idiot that I had known up until that mm. point. And then all of a sudden I watched Dave and I was like, that's Taco. And, like, he was just acting and he was, like, pretty good at it, it seems. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is just the weirdest shit. Like, this is this is the weirdest, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't uh, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but the trajectory, mm-hmm. the weirdest yeah. trajectory, like, like we said with John Favreau, where like he played like this like kind of douchey like friend all the time in like every comedy, like Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn's douchey friend, and then he turned around and was like, I direct the Iron Man movies, and like, <laughs> like, it's like where did this come from? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and I think uh, Sydney because she was watching it with me too. She and she like did the she like started watching I think halfway through and now she's watching it the whole thing and she's like hey do you recognize that guy and I was like no and she was like he's on he was in uh, Odd Future because um, his sister her name is Sid and she is in a group called The Internet that, that Sidney really likes and she's like yeah that's oh. his sister and I was like oh I didn't know that and she's like yeah yeah that, that's that's how I know him and I was like oh because I like because like he just because he like if you told me Gata is in our future you go yeah because he's like weird and he's like yeah so, so, like the prototypical like rap rapper guy and the other guy's like hi i produce beats so i'm here to produce beats hello right but like the thing is is that's it's not like he was that dude in odd future and just happened to get along with him you know what i mean yeah. that's the yeah. crazy part is that like mm-hmm. no nah, he was a clown <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's just a, like i said it's just a very it was an odd thing to see the first time i saw it like i did like a, a triple take and then like googled it i was like is yeah. this taco and like, everyone was like yeah it's like all yeah. right yeah, but um, but yeah, he was very good, and like you're right, I think everybody in like the, the central like group is great, and and I'm excited to see what happens in um in season two. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what happens in season two. Uh, I I need to remember to put that on like make a note or put it on my radar to to look out for when that starts again for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's the what's the other thing you watched? 
Yeah, I also uh, so I'm back to the movie theater this week, and I went to see Nobody, the Bob Odenkirk action movie uh, from the writer of John Wick and producer David Leish, who was one of the co-directors of the first John Wick. Can and, we take a quick pause and that and, and just like really let that sentence marinate? The action movie starring no. Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> directed by the guy who directed John Wick. Like it's like <laughs> what? Well, no, he he just produced it. It was Sorry, directed by it. the okay. guy who did uh, Hardcore Henry. Do you, if you remember that one, it was the one where the it was like the first person movie the whole time, and he was like going around. You know, but do you know which one I'm talking about? Do you know what? I don't. Not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was all first person, and I thought that one was awesome. I saw that one in theaters, and that the action that is nuts. Um, and so um, I, and so as a whole, I liked it okay. I didn't love it. I was expecting a little bit more, considering I think the Rotten Tomato score is like eighty something, which I know is not the end all be all, but it usually it's mostly indicative of of how good the movie is, or like if I'm going to really enjoy it. I thought it was just okay. Um, I think the movie works best when it's the least unlike John Wick, um, because I think the writer probably can't help himself, and he always veers into these kind of John Wickian things where, like, um, as the movie gets closer to the end, there are shootouts that involve people who maybe are unbelievable in that they would be in those kinds of shootouts. And so by the third act, it kind of, it lost me a little bit. Um, but I think the movie, like I said, the movie works best, like, for example, the the scene on the bus that's on the trailers, and I think it's in a bunch of the commercials, where he, like, it's like the first time he's like, you know what? Fuck this world. Oh, I guess I should set up what the plot is. It's just like a everyday man. He, like, there's, like, he has a past, and then these, like, Russian mobsters, um, he, like, crosses their paths, or he gets into their crosshairs because of something he does. And so he has to protect his family and like sort of fight back against the mob. Um, but early on in the movie, he's on this bus and he's like about to snap. And then these like uh, like losers, gangster guys get on this bus that he's riding and he like beats the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. But I think, have you seen the trailer? Do you know which scene I'm talking about? I do have you think seen... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, the, the movie I think works best when it's like that kind of fight, which is like he like throws a punch and then he gets punched. Like he gets the shit beat out of him in that one. Right. And it works so well because the fighting is like low down. It's not clean. It's not that John Wick in the knife shop, like, you know, perfect right. cuts, perfect beats. It's like it, they're like fights. Like they're getting the, he's beating the shit out of them, but he's getting the shit beat out of him. Right. Um, and that's when I think the movie works best. And like I said, I think the movie starts to not be as tight or as good is when it starts to go to those like John Wick things where it's like, oh, everybody knows him as the auditor. Oh, or like, oh, man, um, let me open this like uh, special box in my house. Oh, there's gold bouillon cubes. Right. And like that, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Or um, right. not bouillon bullion whatever the word is for like the bricks of gold right like so that kind of stuff i think is when the movie isn't as tight but i think it's best when it's like just bob odenkirk being an old dude getting the shit beat out of him but then like giving dishing it out ultimately having the upper hand yes yeah yeah right so i mean i recommend it if you love john wick it's the best best when we're doing a a version of a john wick movie akin to rocky right where like Mm -hmm. rocky's just out here getting the shit kicked out of him but like he just pushes through like that. That's like kind of what you're looking for in this. Just like as more of like a martial, like less of a sports movie and more like a martial arts movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I so yeah. So if you like John Wick, I recommend it. Uh, like I said, the ending or the third act, 
uh, I was kind of like, mm, okay, movie, like, <laughs> I really like this because some characters show up that you didn't expect to because you hadn't really seen them before. Um, but, um, but yeah, yeah, that, and that's, uh, yeah, nobody. And I think it's on video on demand. It's still in theaters. Um, so when I went to see it this past Tuesday and I was like, I was telling Sydney cause she didn't go with me. I just went by myself and I was like, Hey, so like, I think that theater's going to be empty because the movie's been out for like a month. It's a Tuesday. Like I'm probably just gonna have the whole place to myself. I can just like late, you know, like, like I did a couple weeks ago, just put my feet up and just mm-hmm. relax and enjoy the theater by myself. Um, but it was actually relatively packed for the, what I, what I described, right? The mm-hmm. movie's been out for a month and there were like, there's like a whole family in the row in front of me. There's like, two couples behind me and then like three couples in the last row behind me. Cause I literally like right before the movie started, I like stood up. I was like, damn, this bitch is packed. Like I was not expecting this, which yeah. I think is good. It means the movies are back or like people want to go back. But, um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it in theaters or at home. I think, you know, if you liked those movies, like I said, you like it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't go too crazy. Okay. Sounds good. Um, mm-hmm. I've started, um, a show called Castlevania. Um, mm-hmm. It is a Netflix original. It is based on the games of the same name. Um, yep. It is an, an animated show. Uh, it's so far really, really solid. Uh, the animation isn't necessarily super great, but I think the dialogue's done really well. And I think just the basic, mm-hmm. the, the, it's kind of a basic story so far that. I kind of already know some of the beats too, just because I know the general, like I know I've never played any of the games, but I know the general like concept of the games. Like I know roughly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there's some, there's some good moments of like super snappy dialogue and you know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it, it, they play off of each other pretty well. Um, and, and it's, I don't know that the animation is particularly great, but I think, um, what you've got there is done well. If that, it's mm. kind of a weird way to explain it. But, like, they balance, like, they took enough time making the aesthetic and making certain things look good, and then also, like, making the animation at least not bad. Um, yeah. So, I, I would definitely say they're 22-minute episodes, which is perfect for me. Um, the reason I watched it is because Julian was taking a nap, which meant I had two hours. Um, and then also like I was watching miles. So the thing is like, I don't want to start an hour long episode because then if I'm, you know, if miles starts freaking out, I'm going to have to pause it and like help him. And then by the time I come back, start it again, he fusses one more time, pause it. Then Julian wakes up and then it's like, like there's no clean stopping point. And at some point, a few days from now, I'm going to be like, I want to start this episode from the beginning. Right. 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 So, 22 minutes, I was like, if he starts getting upset, it, I will definitely finish whatever episode I start. You know what I mean? Like, like once I start an episode, there's very little doubt that I will at least be able to finish this episode. And so, I watched, like, four episodes in that two hours, um, which comes out to, like, an hour and 30 minutes. Um, and that's actually the whole first season. Um, the mm-hmm. first season is just four episodes. And the way I viewed the first season as is like the first season is kind of just like a pilot, like like it is setting shows up like potential. It, it shows potential and it sets it like does the 
bare minimum to set you up. Like it, it mm-hmm. shows you the characters. It shows you why they've all met each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, and it's like, all right, now, like now season two is going forward. And so I assume, I assume it was probably one of those propositions that Netflix was like, I'm not sure if I really want to do this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a t- animated TV show based on a game. That's not like Castlevania is like one of the most well known. It, first of all, that whole genre of games now is are called mm-hmm. Metroidvanias because yeah. like Metroid games and Castlevania games are the ones that made them popular. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're into games, you know what those games are. You've at least heard mm-hmm. of them, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Castlevania. Yeah, right. But outside of that, it's not like Castlevania's like been in the fucking zeitgeist. You know what I mean? So it's like right, right. I imagine. They're, Netflix is like, I don't really know if I want to do this. And then the Castlevania people probably countered. They were like, look, we think we can do it well. The story's interesting. And Netflix is like, that's true. And they're like, what if we just do like a short four-episode season? You can see if it works, see if people are mm-hmm. interested. And then if it does, we'll actually like do the show, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is nobody saw that four episodes. If that four episodes didn't get like picked up for more... Anybody mm-hmm. that was watching those first four episodes would just be like, oh, okay. Because like, they didn't even really get into anything, right? They just like right. set the table. So it's like, I feel like that was just an easy proposition for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was really solid. Um, there's one of my favorite scenes so far is season two, episode two. There's... Uh... Alright, so quick... Spoiler for basically episode two, because like I said, mm-hmm. the whole first season is just like, here you go. Um, so jump forward 30 seconds. But the main family that hunts vampires and demons are called mm-hmm. the Belmonts, and they've been exiled by the church. And so these vampires that are now taking over because the church fucked people over, are, like they learn there's one more Belmont left because they thought they were all dead. And one of the vampires is like, there's a fucking Belmont? Like, it, it, like <laughs> someone was like, who cares? It's just one guy. And they're like, their whole family has done nothing but hunt and murder us for centuries. Like, this is not a joke. <laughs> and it was just like the instant fear. Because it's just like offhandedly mentioned, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like some guy's like, oh, and we heard this guy's here. And then uh, vampire is like, it, it, ex fucking excuse me? Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, like uh, there's a moment like that in Nobody. Uh-huh. Where like somebody goes, you just find out who he is, and she's like, she's like a hacker, and she's like, all right, I'll see what I can find. <gasps> she grabs her all her stuff, all her laptop. And she goes, she throws the pictures, and she's like, don't worry about paying me, and she just like runs out the building. Right. It's uh, there's a, there's a scene like that in John Wick also, right? Mm-hmm. Where where mm-hmm. they're like, they killed the dog, or they, they, I can't remember. They fucked him up at the gas station. I can't remember the very first thing that happens, right? But then, like, mm-hmm. he goes back to his dad, who's, like, the head boss of the gang or whatever. Like, yes, the mafia. Yes. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I, I, like, punch this dude. And then, I don't know if it's before or after he kills the dog. But I'm going to just say it's after. And he's like, and I killed this dog. And the guy's like, who is it? And he's like, I don't know, just some fucking scruffy guy with long hair. Looks like this. And then the dude's like, Inks. Like, holy shit. He's like, he, he like tells his son, he's like, you just killed all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just like one of those moments. And it just, the, the dialogue was just good enough. Because like, the other guy saying it is just like, kind of like, like, one, he literally doesn't know, right? He's like, mm-hmm. what's the big deal? But then, like, also, he's kind of, like, cocky because he's, like, a vampire that used to be a Viking. So, it's, like, extra played up. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, I fucking got it. And so, like, it's just, like, 
He's like, what's the big deal? And she's like fucking stab, like not stabbing him, <laughs> but like poking him hard as shit in the chest while she's talking to him. It's mm-hmm. just great. Um, and and like I said, the story's pretty solid. It's it's kind of generic, but um, I, I, the thing is, I don't mind a generic story if as long as it's done solidly. Like to me, right, the right. thing is, is like most of these stories are generic because they've been proven to work. You know what I mean? Like like there's a reason we've gotten. X amount of like Star Wars movies, right? Where it's like not necessarily right. Star Wars, but you have like an unknown hero who has like untapped potential. But you know what I mean? Like, like, like right, right. It's like Harry Potter and shit. Exactly. Those. That's a thing because like it works. So as long like we give you this template, as long as you do enough to make it unique, you know what I mean? Like we're good. So mm-hmm. it's definitely got a kind of generic story, but it's got a unique little flavor to it, and I, I think it's pretty solid. So nice, so far, nice. I would recommend it. Yeah, and it's got four seasons. I just looked it up. So, I mean, that's plenty of story. I think the fourth season actually just came out maybe yesterday. Oh, nice, nice. Because I, I noticed, like, I started it last week. Like, I mm-hmm. literally started it between us recording last week and this week. And I remember when I was watching it, um, it said, like, season four coming soon. So, if it's already out, that means it must have came out, like, this Thursday or whenever they release new seasons for stuff on Netflix. So Nice, nice. Yeah, so definitely give it a watch if you're at all interested. All right, so uh, before we go into the third topic on this list, yeah, real quick, what the fuck are the Jags doing? <laughs> Tim Tim Tebow signing Tim Tebow. I see. I personally don't think he even makes the team. I think he like they cut him before he even sniffs an actual real practice in late July. I don't think so. I think they're gonna do the Mets thing, right? Where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna be bad anyways." Like, here's. <laughs> like, like they're like it's Urban Meyer, his coach, and they're going. They're in Florida, where like you know he's super beloved. Yeah, we'll just keep him on the team. Like I wouldn't be at all surprised if their first home game he's out for a play. Like they put him on the field for a play, and then they're like, all right, like like that. That's the kind of like dumb garbage organization that I assume the Jaguars are. <laughs> like like See, I, you get Urban Meyer, saying? and then that's like your first big pickup. Like come on, dude. Well, somebody was saying that, like, he, um, they were like, oh, because, you know, you need those ticket sales. But then I was like, well, two things. They're like, first, you need those ticket sales. And I was like, well, shouldn't having the number one pick and a new coach who's proven to win in college, isn't that enough of a draw? You need fucking 33-year-old Tim Tebow? And then two, uh, they were saying, they were like, oh, well, you know, having Tebow out there, it'll, it'll, uh, calm uh, Trevor Lawrence down and he'll be able to stay calm and it'll give him like a, a blanket or something and I was like wait you the number one pick he needs to be like calmed down like he if he doesn't have that as the number one pick then he's just not built to have been a number one pick you know <laughs> right it's like it's all like it's just a hat on a hat it's like everything that you're doing that you think he's gonna add to the team it's just superfluous it's just it, it's not it's unnecessary Maybe if he was, like, 24 or 25, right? Like, he right. had gotten drafted in, like, 2017, and he just flunked out of being a quarterback. I'd be like, okay, you know, he's got some likes. The dude is 33, right? Like, I know that's not that old, but, like, in football years, and I know he hasn't been hit, but, like, right? Like, that's yeah. old. Right, and he's playing a position he hasn't been playing because they're starting him at tight end. Right. I have Maybe he played tight end in high school, but he sure as shit didn't in college. No, and, and no. he didn't in his short stint in the NFL. He was very adamant that he didn't do that in mm-hmm. his first stint in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and I like, look, like, and I'm, I'm, and like, I 
I mean, I know it's not the same, but like when dudes are like, he should be a running back, or like Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver, right? Like I'm like, no, stick to your guns, you're a quarterback, right? And I, I mean, it didn't work out this time with Tim Tebow, of course, but I, I was okay with him not doing that because I'm like, oh, I mean, if you want to prove that you're a quarterback, go out there and prove it. He tried to, with it, and he here's the Here's the deal. I agree completely, but my problem is that like, anybody that said Lamar Jackson should have been a wide receiver... It had to have been because he's black and fast. Exactly. I mean, that that because, is why. That's what I'm saying. But like, because because the thing. But here's the difference. Because the thing at the end of the day, we have video of Lamar Jackson making reads, like being accurate from the mm-hmm. pocket with like good throwing mechanics. Coming out of college, you had none of that with Tim Tebow, and they're like, "Nah, he's a quarterback." And so they still played him at quarterback. That's insane. Like, like that man's mechanics are the he has the worst looking throw i've ever seen in my life right <laughs> yeah that, like wind awful. up that like long wind up and he just like right if you could see me i'm doing it i'm like it's like a... <laughs> <sighs> you're about to throw your fucking shoulder out of your socket just faking it um like mm-hmm. it's terrible yeah. and so like for him to be like nah but i'm a quarterback and it's like all we saw you do at florida was truck linebackers like, right like, and then hit absolutely wide open people so like we don't like this is not this is not a translatable skill, right? right. Um, but I even mean, still, it's I... just like for him to be that guy and then to somehow get a shot to come back to the NFL, regardless of whether it's tight end or mm-hmm. or or quarterback, is nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's a class. Well, yeah, I mean, you know who else came back at thirty three years old? Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> I saw that tweet and I was like, this is the best shit I've ever seen. Just for a split second, I was like, who? I was like, who could it be? And then I was like, I can't remember. I might have even saw a tweet that gave it away mm. without saying it explicitly. But I was like, I, I didn't do it. was like, what year did Jesus die? And it was like 33 <laughs> AD. And I was like, bro, this is the best tweet. And I think, I mean, it's a classic. That's funny. But then it's also, it's a classic just like, like, hey, I got this job because I knew somebody, right? It's like, the most I got this job. Exactly. And so it's, it's just funny how, like, you know, you look at something. It's like this. We are in the NFL. It is a meritocracy. If you do not, you know, make it here, you you just are not built for it. Or you could. Or you, you know, know Urban Meyer. <laughs> you know Urban Meyer. Right. He's your old college coach. Or your dad used to be a coach. And so you're a coach, too. Right. Like, it's right. like, it's just like a classic more like, you know, they try to go like, no, the best quarterback will win out. The best wide receiver will win out. It's like, well, the best coaches get promoted. Exactly. It's about who your daddy is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you think if Eli Manning wasn't Eli Manning, that he would have been able to squirrel his way out of San Diego? No, he would have gone to San Diego. He would have been stuck with them. Right. Yeah, he absolutely would have. Yeah. yeah. It's just. But we're, moving I, look, all the, we're moving all these fucking, like, like, we're just making all this work for Tim Tebow. That, it's yeah, just the most I, insane. I personally, I mean, I, like, I don't think it's going to work. Like, I'm like I, I don't even think, like I said, I don't think he's going to make, like, an actual team team. They're going to cut him. Would I be like, that's pretty cool if I saw him complete, like, a touchdown pass in week one? Yes. I think that would kind of be a little, like... The rookie, like that shitty Dennis Quaid movie where the guy's like 36 and he can throw 99 miles per hour. It's like that. I'm like, oh, you're old as fuck and you're doing it out here. You're, <laughs> you're really doing it. You crazy son of a bitch. You actually did it. It's like that. It's like, I mean, it w- I'm holding both opinions in my mind where I'm like, he's not going to make it. And then I'm like, damn, but if he like did it though, if he made it, it would actually be kind of cool. Here's the deal. It, I, I, 
I, you're right. But I like, you're holding both those thoughts in, right? Yeah. I'm trying to let the thought in and it just keeps getting bashed out. So like, I'm like, of him making it. Yeah. I'm like, it would be, I was like, you're right. It would be kind of cool to like, for him to, you know, catch a touchdown pass, like a a big touchdown pass, like one of Mm -hmm. his first early plays in the season. Right. But this, this is how far it goes. So I'm going to replay that exact same thought. Ready? Wow, it would be kind of cool if he... No, there's no fucking way. Like, that's that's the strength in which my mind immediately is like, nah, absolutely not. Like, Because, like, it's one of those things is like... I was so frustrated when he was quarterback, and people were like, but he won a playoff game. And I'm like, that's the most dog shit thing I've ever heard. Like, he... <laughs> that team won it in spite of him. Like, right, right. <laughs> I mean, but, and, and the thing is, like, that team was talented. Turn, and then people turn around and be like, "It's because he's so he's so openly religious." And I'm like, "Dog, have you ever watched any sporting event ever? Because every touchdown, every home run, every base hit, every hockey play, like you get to like the, the the like touch my chest, cuss my mouth, point to God, like like you yeah. get that like every play." And I was like, "It's not that. It's just that he's bad." Right, <laughs> and like. And the thing is, it's like that was that that team was good, like you said. In spite they won big in spite of him, because two years later they literally won the Super Bowl, right? So like <laughs> the, the the infrastructure was there, the foundation was there for like a good defensive squad, you know, good offensive, right? Like everything that it takes right. to win a Super Bowl, like you don't just go like, oh, we're winning one, right? Like right. you, every team that has won one, the foundation has been there for a while. It's just been brewing, and then something just pushes them over the top. Right, and in right. this case, it was a competent quarterback. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Um, but, yeah, so so over under on Tebow playing in an NFL regular season game. Uh, 15% chance. Do you think it's more likely than 15% chance? It, like, in, like regular season? Yeah. I'm going to just... put it... <laughs> I was gonna say twenty, but I was like, I don't want to be too close to you because that's like, well, that's it's like the price is right. It's like you motherfucker. Hey, if you think it's twenty, that's fine. I'm like, it's twenty, but I was like twenty. And then I was like, well, maybe twenty five. I was like, nah, twenty five sounds too high. I'm gonna go with twenty. I'm gonna okay. say twenty, like one in five percent chance that he's actually gonna. Yeah. So actually, so okay. yeah. If if this season played out five times, there's there's one time he'll end up making the team. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a solid line. I think that's a, I think twenty percent is probably what I should have gone with, but yeah. um, it's just like. It felt a little less likely to me than that. Yeah. Um, and what's shitty is that I, I still feel like if he does make the team, it will have nothing to do with how good of a tight end he is. I'm ready for him to go out and try and throw out one of them Jason Witten jukes, but it doesn't work for some reason this time. You know what I mean? Like oh, the real yeah. slow fuck. I mean, if he, dude, but then he just gets nailed by a linebacker. Bang! <laughs> if Jason Witten can do it, I don't see why... Tim Tebow couldn't, but I guess we'll see. You know, I I would love to say the same thing, but by that logic, if Jason Witten could do it, why is there a single tight end in the league that could not? Because <laughs> like, dude, here's the deal: he was great, but I don't know what. Like, he had exceptionally good hands, right? Yeah, I can't remember. There was a broadcast I listened to at one point. I was watching a Cowboys game, and the the I can't remember who it was. Might have been like Joe Buck or something. He was like. Jason Witten has such soft, supple hands, and I was like, <laughs> "Are we talking about hands right now? Like, what are we, like, what are we talking I think, about?" I think hands, but then also like 
he knew exactly like where the holes were in the defense. Like every time yeah, he, he was like right around the scene, he like knew how to lean and like where to turn and how to break and like exactly how to position his body to catch it. And I think that's it's like Jerry Rice thing. It's like Jerry Rice wasn't the fastest, but he knew exactly how to contort his body to make it work. Right. Right. So the thing is, 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 do we think that Tim Tebow has that? I, I don't do know. Not. And that's the thing is, like you said, you know, we we don't have footage of it, right? It's one thing to like have footage and then like have an injury and be like, I'm retiring. And then a couple of years later, be like, actually, never mind. I'm coming back. Right. You go, right. okay, there's footage. Like we can, we see sort of what you can do. Um, Michael Vick, yeah. like Michael Vick, right. He can't, you know, we see what he can do. He's gone for two years. We're like, well, you know, he's two years older. He's out of shape. And then we see flashes of it. Right. And then like 2010, he has that really good season. You go, okay, that's what I can do. But with, with Tebow, there's like nothing, right. There, or maybe not anything recently or anything remote, remotely to like what, kind of level of athletes he's going to be facing so um yeah yeah it's it's just such an odd thing to have happened um i heard rumblings about it happening before it happened Mm -hmm. and i was like there's no way they do that and then they did it and i was like clown organization (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so anyways uh going from that uh let's talk about an all-time record uh Mm -hmm. being shattered yeah yeah so this week this past week, Russell Westbrook broke Oscar Robertson's, I think, 40-plus-year record of all-time triple-doubles. I think it's one. he's at 182. Robert had, or uh, Oscar had, uh, 181. Um, and, dude, like, two things. So the first one is that, I think I mentioned this on the episode, maybe I talked to you after the episode, where yeah. I didn't even realize he was that close to it. Right. I because I remember, so a couple years ago you know he had he had that one season where he broke the all time triple doubles in a season, right? Right. I think he had like forty two, and I was like, oh, okay, like that's crazy. Like, and then you look at the all time list, and it's like Oscar has one eighty one, Magic's like at one fifty, Jason Kidd's like at one hundred, and I think like number six is like fifty. It's like James Harden with fifty, and you go, oh yeah, it, it, this record. I, I'm going to see this record for the rest of my life. Like, it's unbreakable. Like, right. to keep this up for this long, it's just impossible. And then a couple of weeks ago, they go, oh, Russell Westbrook is only seven behind Oscar Robertson. I was like, what? What, what the <laughs> fuck did that happen? Why wasn't I updated this along the way, right? <laughs> right. Like, why wasn't I told, oh, dude, you know, he's 20. It's like away, every time they talk about away. the points record. And they're talking about, like, LeBron, like, three seasons after. Like, all right, right. here's what he needs to average to make this happen. <laughs> right, right. It's like if they're like, oh, by the way, LeBron's going to break it in, like, a week and a half. You go, eh, what? <laughs> what? I wasn't updated. There was no countdown. Like, this is, like, a big-time record. At least we're going to talk about this in a little bit. But I was surprised at how it just, like, snuck up on us. And not just that, but then also how good he was, how good he's been this season. I know the, the the Wizards aren't, like, great, great. Um, but I really thought, you know, after how shittily he played with the Rockets last year, I was like, oh, like, Russ is, you know, cool. some some dudes Lost. just, like, fall off a cliff really fast, right? Like, some guys, they just, like, hit a wall, and then they're done. Yeah, he's also got the type of game that will go away in a hurry. Yes, like, exactly. Like, that yeah. sheer athleticism and, and like, constant giving Speed, 100% yes. energy. Yeah, like, torque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that That's going to go quick when it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically what happened now in Iverson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when it went, it was like, poof. Like, within a season, we were like, oh, he's washed. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, the thing, you're right. It, it's it's nuts that it happened. The, what's also nuts is that um, I believe I, that he's averaged a triple-double for now, like, 
the last four seasons or like four out of the last five seasons. Like it was such a big deal when he did it the first time, and then it was right. like, now nah, he's just doing it always. No, he's just doing it. Yeah, he <laughs> can. Li- I think yeah. This is his thing now, as he just averages just, yeah. triple doubles. Just as he averages, you know. Austin I, Robertson I think, did it once. He was like, "Now nah, I'm just doing it all the time." <laughs> yeah, just a, a thing that that literally some people like. They they had um, I saw a list of like the past twenty years and the league leaders and triple doubles every year. And literally, dude, you go back to like two thousand nine and it's LeBron with seven. Right. Right. I remember it being a huge deal that like one year he didn't get a triple, or like there was a game where he didn't get a triple double. Yeah. And, like like because they're like. He was like one rebound away, and they're like he he had to find a way to get that one rebound. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So like I'm looking at the at the list of all of them, like all of the players who or actually actually it might have been it might have been the opposite. It, I think it was when they was playing the Knicks. Um, and like he dropped a, he came short of like Kobe's Madison Square Garden uh, amount. Oh yes, yes, but I remember. He did this. get a triple yeah. double, and people were like, but it was a triple double. That's even yeah. crazier. Whereas yeah. now it's like, well, no, nah, it's just the points. Like, yes. <laughs> Like, it's nuts. Like, I mean, Draymond Green is number 16 on the all-time list. 16 in the history of the entire basketball and the NBA. He's got, he's number 16 all-time, all-time, all-time. With 30. Jesus. Right? Like, it, like, so, so what do you, how do you feel about it? Because I think, I mean, people always go, oh, it's stat pad, uh, Pat's, uh, stat padding. It's like, it is, they don't really matter. But I think his record in the, you know, the 182 games, I think it's like, I need to. I need. I'm gonna look it up as while you talk, but I think it's like 140 and 40, or maybe like 130 and 50. Hmm. So it's like not amazing, but it's not. It's not like he's like 500, right? Right. Um, I. Yeah. What do What do you? No, think? no. You go first. No, no, no. no. You, you okay. Go ahead. I, so, so I think. I think it's only. So triple doubles were always cool, right? Like always. It was always like, holy shit, this guy got a triple-double. Always. And then, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook came along and averaged it for a season, right? Mm-hmm. And then, people started acting like they didn't matter. And the thing is, I think, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't think they matter. And I think... I think it's hard to say a, specifically with Westbrook, because I think the same thing that makes him so able to get triple doubles is kind of the same thing that causes his teams to fail, which is that I think just the pure like relentlessness of like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give a hundred percent and I am going to put my mark on this game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is the same thing that I think gets him in trouble. Like at the end of games when he's like feeling it and he's like, I'm jacking up this three and it's like, not once in your career have you been a good three-point shooter. Why are you doing this? Like, mm. like, or like where he's driving the lane and it's clogged and he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm going for it." And he's <laughs> like, "This is not the answer." <laughs> like he sees, he he sees like four bodies in front of him, and, and he's like, "I'm a dunk it." And every single one of his teammates on the floor is like, "How sway? How?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's there's no way, and he just goes for it anyways. I think mm-hmm. that same mentality is what is what makes him so um, frequent, makes him get triple doubles so frequently, which is that, like, it does not matter what the activity currently is. Mm-hmm. Is the ball in the air after a shot? I'm going after it. Like, and, and, right. like is 
is this ball in my hands? Is the basket open? I'm going after it. Is my other, do I have a teammate open? I'm going after it. Right, but like that same level of just like I, I, I'm just going to be the most ultra uber aggressive person. I think is what gets him triple doubles and also what puts his team sometimes in worse positions than they should be. And I think that's kind of what's hindered this whole like whether they matter, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and yeah, also to it. a certain degree, there is. There is some stat padding. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. the amount of... Here's the... Like, on a missed free throw... Like, on a missed free throw, what normally happens is a player on the defensive side of the ball, like, grabs the rebound. Like, a big man grabs the rebound. Uh, The point guard comes in from the the three-point line just a little bit just to get the pass, right? Mm -hmm. And then bring the ball up the floor. Russell Westbrook comes flying in from the three-point line, and the the center like doesn't even really jump. He just boxes his man out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no reason for that to be done that way, other than just for Westbrook to get the rebound, right? Because like, right. offensive rebounds off of free throws are extremely rare. But like, all of a sudden the big men are kind of like, eh, this is Westbrook. See, you know what I mean, he just comes flying in and snags it. Yeah, yeah. Also, I was shown by my dad a a clip of a play that was deemed an assist so first of all did you know that like all those stats are just kept by people that like work at like for the team yeah yeah it's like the 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 team managers and shit right so like if the knicks are playing a home game a guy that my guess is either works for the knicks or works for madison square garden where the knicks play is the guy that's determining whether things are assists. Mm-hmm. I saw a play. Ooh. I can't remember who it was. See, now that would be interesting. I would, I would love to see, like, at what percentage... How much more likely yeah, like, his triple-doubles where they're giving him assists that really weren't... Or, like, a, a rebound where, like, him and the big man both tip it up at the same time and then they just give it to Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be interesting. But, like, I saw a play where a dude passed it, like, guy A passed it to guy B... Guy B, like, is in, like, the triple threat stance, right? So he's, like, got his mm-hmm. pivot foot, just caught it. He, like, jabs that, pump fakes, like, puts the ball down, dribbles, puts, like, a hesitation in, and then gets the layup, and they're, like, assist. And I'm, like, that's not an assist at all. Like, <laughs> like he, he created his own shot. <laughs> exactly. But they still gave the guy an assist. So it would be mm-hmm. interesting to see if any of that comes into play on, like, a triple-double with Russell Westbrook, right? Like, how many of those yeah. triple-doubles are at home versus away? Right, right, exactly. So, so, but even with all that being said, it is still incredible. It is incredible that someone is able to do this. Now, whether right. we think it is meaningful or not can be debated, but it is, at the very it's, least, impressive. It is incredible, and especially because they have a graph. I, I, I found this article by the Washington Post that sort of breaks them down and stuff. And, you know, um, here, I'll, I'll send it to you so you can see. Because this this graph is where I was like, holy shit. So in his first... So he's played... Let me see. He's played, I think, 12 seasons now, maybe? Okay. I think. And in his first... Let me see. In his first six seasons, mm-hmm. he only had eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then my man turned it up. He was like, I'm going after that record right there. Yeah, like, do you I'm about think... to kill this man's whole life. I'm about to kill this whole life. <laughs> like, dude, like when you look, yeah, look, look at this graph I just sent you. Like, it is nuts. It's like, 
like it, it doesn't make sense. I guess it's literally it's almost borderline linear, bordering on exponential. <laughs> um, and in his last seven, he has one seventy three. What the fuck is? And then so in the background is Oscar Robertson's, which is yes. just like the exact opposite, right? Like it's it's right. like. I mean, it's not. Like, it doesn't skyrocket in the same. He just that. like comes out and he's yeah, like he's consistent. Like, he's doing, he's doing, like, it, doing it, doing it, doing it, and as you see, the end of his career, he's just like, right. and you know what I mean? Like, I to, I'm, I'm petered out because careers didn't last as long back then. But then, right. like, it's fucking Westbrook's like jack shit, jack shit, jack shit, jack shit, and then it's like, look, you can see the year it got like, absolutely ridiculous. So it's literally 20, like right when KD leaves. 2015, he had 11, which is like a giant jump, right? Then right. he had 18 in 2016. In 2017, he had 42 of them. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? And the dude, in this season, he has thir- so he has 36 now because he broke the record. This is right before he broke it. So he has 36. He has 36 in a short season. Yeah, Imagine if he had like a full, like real life season. He probably would have broken his own record. He probably could have cracked, you know, 44, Were they? Was he in the bubble? Uh, like, yes. Yeah, okay, well, he had he COVID. Was... Yeah, he had COVID. And uh, okay. people think that he, that's sort of what made him look a little bit sluggish in the bubble. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that, and but even still, I'm sure his team didn't go too far. So, I, it, yeah, he probably had a decent amount of rest, right? Like, like, I mean, like, the, it was the gap between the bubble season and this one were shorter, but mm-hmm. like, I have to imagine, you know, he probably wasn't playing quite as hard. He, he even if he looked sluggish, and then you didn't have the playoffs, so. And then you had the longer break before that. You know what I mean? So it, mm-hmm. he might be feeling kind of fresh comparatively. Um, right, right, and that may be why you're seeing 36 in this shortened season. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's nuts, and it's like, and like you said, like it, it's so impressive that they come to now to this day still off of the athleticism, right? Off of dunks, right. off of jumping fucking ten feet in the air for the rebound, off of. Running full speed down the court and getting a layup, right? Exactly. You would think by this point he'd be, it'd be like all savvy. It'd be like just knowing exactly where the ball is going to pop or like, you know, d- dishing it off or like, you know, doing threes, but he's still doing it, you know. Yeah. The like one he thing, used to, like he always says. The one thing uh, that has also was uh, brought up to me was um, it is, there is a slight difference also between Oscar Robertson's triple doubles and. Russell Westbrook's, which is that just by virtue of three shot, uh, you know, three point shot attempts being mm-hmm. more prevalent, your rebounds are bouncing off the rim further out, and so mm-hmm. guards basically across the board are getting more rebounds than they used to. You know what I mean? Because because a rebound off of a little hook shot from a big man isn't gonna isn't going to come out to the perimeter. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas like. Somebody fires a three and it bricks hard off the rim, like it, it's flying back out, and the person that's most likely to get it is probably a guard because they're already out there. Right. Like, for example, Steph is averaging five and a half rebounds this season. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, he and, and he has averaged four and a half throughout his whole career. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that. He's halfway there. Like, like if you're a better rebounder than Steph Curry, you're probably averaging seven or eight. You know what I mean? And right. then if you're an except, like if you're actually a good rebounder, I could see where nine or ten isn't necessarily the most impossible thing to get to. Right. But again, it's still incredible. 
<laughs> like by yeah. any standards. Right, right. Because again, you can even look at it amongst his peers. You know what I mean? Triple doubles have gone up kind of across the board, I feel like, recently. I, I mean, it definitely feels like people get them often, right? It's like right. Luka, uh, Draymond, you always hear, uh, Jokic, yeah. uh, even Giannis here and there. Right, and so I think they've definitely gone up across the board. But even still, just compared to the people around him, he is outpacing them by such a large margin in this stat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately, though, I would say probably not that meaningful. I I don't think it... I I think it is Mm -hmm. indicative, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily meaningful in terms of like... I don't think you could look at somebody that's that's averaging a triple double and then mm-hmm. easily be like, all right, well he's definitely in the top tier of players in the league. You know what I mean? There are yeah. a lot of players I would rather have on my team than Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. it is but like I don't know that I would say it's super meaningful. I think there are things that other people bring that are not triple doubles and are infinitely more valuable. Yeah. Chris like Paul the... showed up to the Suns, and now they're fucking leading the West. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Paul, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that man, I don't know how many triple doubles Chris Paul have, but I can't imagine it's a whole lot. <laughs> no. No, you're totally right. Yeah, he just, it, 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 totally right, right? Because he goes to the Washington, to the Wizards, and he, like, the team is better, I guess, but the, the difference is, like, more noticeable, right, with the, the Suns, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like we said, it's still just fucking just... Does this stand forever? I, I, maybe, right? Unless Jokic, like, goes off like he does, but I don't... Right? Like, I don't see how this gets broken. And it's weird being like, oh, this is a record that's going to stand forever. Like, no. Right, because... Yeah, it, it does seem odd. I think... Yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I, The reason why I don't think it will stand forever... It's just mm-hmm. because, one, like I said, we're kind of seeing them go up across the board. And, two, we have also seen a bunch of other records that we thought had no chance of ever being broken, like, mm-hmm. and now being in question. Like, we saw 72-10 and 10 get broken. That's insane, right? Like, you, in an 82-game season, they mm-hmm. brought their losses to single digits. Like, that's fucking unheard of. Right. Kareem's, was it? It's... I know it's three eight three something eight. It's either three three eight or three eight eight. But either way, thirty eight thousand three hundred and either eighty eight or thirty eight. Mm-hmm. That shit was so second place. I don't feel like it's even that close. Like no, it's, I think he's. I think Malone is. I think two thousand points behind him. Right. Like, and now like, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I feel like LeBron is definitely in contention to reach that, depending yes, on himself. I... I believe uh, last time I checked, he needs to average 25 points over the next, I think, like 100 games, 120 games. He has 35,318 right now. Yeah. Um, so what is it, like 3,000 and some change? It is. All right. So, sorry. It's th- Kareem has 38,387. I got where I got turned around is because I play a lot of 2K. One of your Hall of Fame objectives or your creative player is always to, oh, reach, to get the one to reach 38,388 yeah. points. Um, so, that's yeah. where I got that extra point from. So yeah, and LeBron he, has thirty-five. He is almost exactly three thousand points behind. If he stays healthy, which he has done better than like any, like 
well, maybe not better, but, like, he's done exceptionally well at, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even up until, like, the last two seasons. The last two seasons, I think, have been, well, I guess not last, you know what I mean. The groin yeah, injury, yeah. and then I think he's been injured a couple times this season. Yeah, you know, he's got a high ankle sprain now, yeah. But even still, the, that high ankle sprain is, like, super minor in the grand scheme of things, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. You know how many people are out with a high ankle sprain at some point in their right. career? <laughs> but he's also 36. He's 36. <laughs> so he's, it's not quite what it was. But, yeah, I... I, I That's what I'm I saying, think... though. If you're 36 and your two biggest injuries are, like, I pulled my groin and I have a high ankle sprain, like, that's... Right, that's right. That's kind of great. <laughs> So he's 3,000 points behind. You divide that by 25. You know, if he gets a little bit more here, there, a little bit under here, there, that's 120 games, a season and a half. Yeah, so he's probably going to beat that record. And and that record seems so unassailable. Even right. earlier, and like even when Braun was at the Heat, I remember, I remember they put out a calculator on mm-hmm. ESPN. And it was like, right. And you, and 2023, you 2024. Right. So it's like, even with that being said, I was like, because I remember Sean is a, was a, is a giant LeBron fan, and he was talking about it. And, like, I was, I didn't really like LeBron that much at the time. But even still, I was just like, I, you're telling me he has to be healthy for another, like, at the time it was, like, the heat season is probably, what, like, 2013, 2014, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you're telling me he's got to be healthy for another 10 years and stay at the same production? There's no fucking way. And mm-hmm. and here we are. <laughs> 20, and, and, uh, what is it? Like 2020, the year of our Lord. Um, like, like, And LeBron yeah, it, is roughly healthy and roughly still producing at the same clip. <laughs> right. And we always said, we were like, oh, as he gets older, he'll just, you know, he'll go from three-point line to three-point line, right? Right. And that's like yeah. not even exactly what Like he's definitely a better shooter than he used to be. Like yeah. I remember like in his... His last season with the Cavs and his first season with the Heat, I remember thinking, like, when I was watching, I was like, I don't understand why teams don't just play off of him more. Because, like, in, I, I feel like near the end of his little three-year three, three year stint, four-year stint, how long was he with the Heat? He was four. Four. He was four there and then four with the Cavs. All right, so at the end of his, like, four-year stint with the Heat, like, maybe that last year, I feel like I remember seeing it and I'd be like, all right, he's shooting a little better. And then throughout his four years with the Cavs, it was like, okay, now he's actually shooting, shooting. But, like, before yeah. that, I was like, why don't you just play off of him? Like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, they wouldn't. So maybe there was maybe they were seeing something I wasn't. It's not like yeah. I'm... Like, what's this man going to do? Shoot over me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um... But, uh, yeah, it's just... That's a record I never thought would fall. You know what I mean? 72 yeah. attends a record I never thought would fall. Triple doubles was a record I never thought would fall. I don't know where the fuck... It, it, at this point, 100 points in the game. And that's not even that far out of here. <laughs> I, dude, like, I, I mean, Dragonfly Jones on Twitter said, you know, it, it could happen with Steph, right? Steph gets right. hot, hits, like, 23s, and then, yeah, like... Yeah, fucking Clay. Like, right, yeah. exactly. And I think the only reason it wouldn't happen is because... They're on the same team? <laughs> well, no, not just that, but, um, like, they, the, they would be up by so much that they people would be like, why are you playing them in the fourth quarter, right? Right, like, we need to make sure they don't get hurt. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh, he's got 80, whatever. Right, like, Kobe, and when he hit his 81, they barely won. I think it was, like, less than a 10-point victory when he put up 81, right? Because that team was ass, right? It's a two-pack of ass. That shit stinks. <laughs> so, I mean, well, the Wizards are now, I mean, the Warriors are kind of not great now, so, I mean, it could happen, you know? Right. The... So, so I would say that also, for what it's worth, hold on, let me let me check this 
real quick before I say it out loud and and, mm-hmm. and look foolish. But let's see, highest per game in a season NBA. Because I want to say it's the highest amount of points per game in a season. Will Will that like 54? 50 something? Yeah, that probably MJ, MJ at like 37. 50. So yeah, all right. Well, real quick, Will has the top six. At, or, <laughs> sorry, no, Michael Jordan's in there. So Will has he averaged in uh, nineteen the sixty two season averaged fifty point three, then sixty three averaged forty four point eight, then he averaged thirty eight point four. Then thirty seven point six, and then Michael Jordan is at five at thirty seven point one. But yeah, so like fifty points in the season, it might that might be the record that doesn't go down. Yeah, I don't see. That. <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't even honestly don't see forty. Right. You know, there are two people over forty, and they are both Will Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, that's insane, right? Like, right. Not like even Michael. Little... Yeah. Uh, but anyways. I think James Harden, when he won MVP, he was like at 33 or 34, but that's James, like the closest people have come. James to... Harden is in seventh place with 36 points. 36, that would be a damn fuck. I mean, yeah. even that, dude. Like, Hold on, though. All right, so our list of names is Wilt, 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 Michael Wilt, James Harden. All right, I'm going to put a blank here, but then it's Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Kareem, Elgin Baylor, Chamberlain. All right, that blank is Rick Barry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Why was Rick Barry out here averaging 35.6 points a game? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Right? What the fuck? Shoot. Shoot. (laughs) Jesus. All right. That just caught me off guard. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I guess those are the the two records by Wilt. Um, And also, I mean, 11 championships. That's probably... Yeah, that one's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of league parity at that time. <laughs> no, 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 not really. Yeah. Winning a, uh, winning a ring as a player and coach in the same season? I was going to say, I was like, yeah, I think later on, he, I think he, I was like going to say, like, do those count as two? Because he literally was like, all right, y'all go over there. Let me, let me switch my shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Like, he just had the converses. He would just, like, keep them unlaced and just slip his feet out into dress shoes. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here's the play we're doing. It slid back into the comp versus. Or, right, or, or he he did the two face thing where like he had a shirt that was a jersey that was like half dress shirt, half jersey, <laughs> or like some dress pants that were half dress pants, half jeans, and he would like turn to one side, and be like, "All right, guys, let's do it," and then he would turn around to the other side, and be like, "Yeah, let's go, coach." <laughs> that I, every time I've heard about that, I was like, "That's the most insane decision I've ever heard." Right? Like, like that was that's so out of like Red Arbach was winning championships. He was like. I think I'm done. Just gonna let Bill coach the team, and Bill was like, "Oh, I'm not playing anymore." And he was like, "No, nah, you're still under contract to play for the Celtics." Like, yeah, just coaches. Uh, just gonna also coach, and I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just nuts. All right, so um, let's see. Let's skip this topic if yeah. you don't mind. We'll, we'll save mm-hmm. that for next week. Yeah. Um. So actually, we're at an hour and five minutes. So mm-hmm. we'll uh. We're going to go into, we're going to talk about Invincible kind of at length here. Um, yeah. But uh, for people that don't want to have it spoiled, um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. 
Whoa, I fucking railed that together. At a different animals pod on Instagram and Twitter, or email us directly at mm-hmm. different animals podcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. See you. So now that we're back, um, let's talk about Invincible. All right. Yeah. So let's. Should we? Do we want to talk about? Um, do we want to? Do we want to talk about the generalizations first, and then get more into like intricacies, or do we want to start with intricacies and then move to the generalizations at the end? I think let's just go ahead and do the just like our general thoughts, like as okay. the whole, and then we'll just nitpick and be like, you know, I like this, I didn't like that, or like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then kind of wrap it up with what we think. Alright, so so let's start with the most general thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is let's start with, um, do, would you recommend it to everybody? Yes, I think there's something in here for everybody. I think the show, while being extremely violent, I think it's a lot like um, how can I say? It? Well, to, to sort of okay. So like, I think the show has like the very nihilistic view. I think Omni Man sort of, you know, the the. It's sort of like, you know, humanity doesn't matter, but I think that the show also has a a heart there that I think um, reminds me of the difference between um, the guys who made South Park. You know, they made South Park, which is like very much like, a, oh, you know, you you care about stuff. You're such a fucking loser for caring. You know, nothing matters, right? Like, boo. Like, there's the whole uh, choose between, uh, what is it? Like, choose between the turd sandwich and a piece of shit. Yeah, whatever. Like, oh, you're a fucking loser. But when they made um, the Book of Mormon, that's it's the same but it's it's not quite there because the book of mormon is about committing yourself to a cause and even if it's not something that on its face looks like it will be promising if you give yourself to it and you make the most of it it will work out for you and it'll be the the best thing that you have done in your life which is a complete you know 180 from what they were doing or what they've done with south park and i feel like that's the case here where i think the show manages to be dark and bleak but there's warmth and there is you know people fighting for good and i think most of it is mark of course that i think makes it accessible for everybody um even people who are maybe a little bit squeamish right and so even using mark as because Mark is where we see the good mm. and the fact that he is our vehicle, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's our protagonist. Right. Like, you're not supposed... Like, you're supposed to see Omni-Man's view and, like, the show is clearly not advocating for it. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, it, like, I think it's still solidly, like you said, it does have art to it. There is a lot of violence. There's a lot of, like, kind of, like, down and dreary views on things and things happen in a down and dreary way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think you're supposed to see Mark. You know what I mean? Right. And be like, no, this is, like, what we want. Right, you right. You know what I mean? And, and my worry as I was watching the show was also, you know, I've seen people on Twitter, is that it would become the um, Kylo Ren in, in The Last Jedi or the Joker in The Dark Knight thing where 
you know, people go, you know, there's that scene in, in The Dark Knight where the Joker, he goes, you know, oh, humanity, or, you know, these people, they're only as good as the world allows them to be, you know, when the chips are down, these people are going to fuck each other over, and then in Star Wars, Kylo Ren says, you know, let it all die, you know, burn it if you have to, forget everything in the past, and people are like, oh my gosh, The Dark Knight says that people are evil, like, oh my gosh, Star Wars says that Star Wars doesn't matter, but then you go, they're the bad guys, right. they're the villains, right? right, they're making the bad points. Right? Right. It's the Thanos thing where people are like, maybe Thanos is right. And it's like, no. He's the bad guy. <laughs> He's the one that's wrong. Yes, they, they, they do. the reason that it sticks is because they make some good points, but they twist it. Everyone expects you to look at this and be like, this is flawed logic. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. Like the, the number one point for me against like the whole like, what if, what if we did wipe out half of the population though, right? Mm -hmm. And like, my point was always like, if you randomly wipe out half, whichever rich dickheads are still alive are just going to now own everything again. <laughs> right. It's not going to balance everything out, right? Like it's going right. to just... It's not like this This new 50% of resources are going to be distributed evenly. <laughs> right. It's going to be the same except more space. Jeff Bezos is going to be like, well, I guess I'm now this much richer. <laughs> exactly. Um, just a swoop in and fucking snatch all that up. Exactly. And I feel... And so I feel like, you know, when people go... Like, yes, the Joker, yes, people do turn on each other, but ultimately they choose not to blow up each other on boats. Yes, Kylo Ren, you're right. We should move on from the past, but the movie ultimately says we should move on and learn from it, but not leave it behind because then we'll make the same mistakes again. And I feel like that's for the same yes. here, where like I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, Omni-Man is right. Like, oh, the show's saying that people don't matter and that, you know, he'll squish anybody and stuff. Because it's like, no, he is literally the evil one. And Mark right. is a good guy. He's the one we're supposed to be rooting for, even though he gets his ass kicked in every single episode. But, <laughs> like, he's the one I, that I matters. Saw, I saw a tweet. It's probably, you saw it too. It's like, can you imagine, like, like you named yourself Invincible and you walk away from every fight with, like, everyone around you being like, damn, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone was like, oh, but you're not going to mention the fact that the guy named Immortal gets killed twice oh, in yeah. one season. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, um... I would say it's a definite watch. I yes. think I would... I, I don't think... If any... Let's put it this way. If somebody was like... I wasn't really... like, If someone was like, what do you think about this show? Everyone's talking about it, but I wasn't really feeling it. My answer would always be, I, I would definitely try to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, there, if someone... If someone told me that about Mortal Kombat, I'd be like, don't watch it. You know what I mean? Like, like... like if someone walked into Mortal Kombat and asked about Mortal Kombat, I was like, I was kind of thinking about watching this because I'm into, you know, I'm into Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, absolutely watch it. Mm. That's the difference, right? Right, this, right. If someone, if someone is naturally down on it, just for whatever their tastes are, this show, I would absolutely still try and be like, look, I, you should just give it a shot. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You, you, like I said, you asked me that about Mortal Kombat, be like, it's probably best you didn't watch it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it depends on how you're feeling. But yes, you I absolutely agree. You, if you pizza when you're supposed to French fry, you're gonna have a bad time. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I think it's a definite recommend across the board. Um, slightly more specific, a rating out of ten. Um. Hmm. I. Hmm. Oh man, I would say probably like an eight, an eight or a nine, probably. I was gonna say the eight and a half or nine. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I would say somewhere. Probably between eight and a half and nine, I think. Yeah. Is as a as a duo where we I, land on this show. Yeah, I think I think the thing that prevents it from honestly the thing that prevents it from being like a ten out of ten or just like little like uh, 
sort of like snips here there where I would like tighten things up a little bit. Like we were talking about last week about Amber uh, right. being like, wait, I knew, but then it's like they want to have their kick in it too, and that sort of prevents you from like really. You being, walk like, away from that episode being like, uh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, like right, it, like it doesn't break it, but you go eh. right. I'm not going to be one of those guys to be like, well, actually, well, I kind of yeah. was actually, but like, <laughs> but like, I'm not going to be like, if someone says this show is great, I'm not going to be like, well, actually, they this thing through. happens. Right. Yeah. So that, that now it sucks. Um, yeah. I think, but yeah. like as a viewer, when that happens, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? And so right, like it right. breaks it a little bit. Yeah. And I think another thing that prevents it from being like a, like a perfect 10 is, um, the animation we talked about it last week. The I think. animation is so hard. Here's a. It's so okay. I think it's okay for most of the season. I think that a lot of that animation in the last episode is very bad, and I think that the storytelling and the again the choreography of it mm-hmm. is so good that it that it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah. But like. It's bad. Yeah. Like, so, the scene where I was most like, all right, real quick, the obvious scene where you're like, this is the most fucked up shit I've ever seen, right? Is definitely the, subway. the fucking subway. Yeah. The animation for that is so bad. I visual like, I noticed it while it was happening, mm-hmm. but I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, this is, here's the thing, it has to be bad for me to notice while it's happening that it looks bad, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when he's in the front and it's showing it from, like, his point of view. Yeah. Like, the there's no, like, motion blur. Like, like there's, it's literally just, like, choppy animations. Like, I feel like you can see Mark's hands are specifically in, like, three different spots over and over again. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like they're moving. It's just, like, hand, 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 hand. And it's just, like, that is not good animation. Yeah. And at the end of the day... It's probably because, fucking, this is our first season, this is our budget, and this thing that we're trying to show you would require such an immense amount of work, mm-hmm. right? Like, to accurately and, like, show you in such a, like, literal way that, like, he is literally being held up and, like, forced to kill these people, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not only be witness to their pain, but also be the fucking cause of it. Mm-hmm. Like would take so much to make it look right and we just don't have it so this is the best we can do and the thing and the thing is 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 that the idea like i never in a million years would have thought of that right right like 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 we've had two supermen fighting in a movie before i never once seen one hold the other one and just be like the battering ram for a whole train full of people you know what i mean like like i Maybe someone's trying to save a train full of people and they end up not working, but I've never seen, like, that idea. You know what I mean? Like, like you're not going to die, so you're just going to witness, like, every single one of these people on this train being torn apart by you. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's that's fucking rough. Yeah. And so, like, that that is such an incredible moment that, like, you look past the bad animation. But I do think most of the animation in that last episode was below okay yeah um, yeah it, and, and you know, we'll talk about it toward the end but i think that's what has me excited or like that's why i'm hopeful for season two is that i think you know you and i are not talking about like some random sh- like a obscure show right like i think it's pretty exactly. big now and i think with that comes 
like we mentioned last week, a bigger budget. And I think they'll right. have, it'll look better each season. And I'm excited to see how, where they take it. Um, and yeah, so I, but I, I agree. I think sometimes their imagination sort of went beyond what they could do. And I think, it, I mean, to mention again, quarter crew, which we mentioned often, did you watch the episode where they talk about the animation in the show? Uh, yes, they, they did talk about that. And there yeah. was, I was actually going to bring it up earlier. There's a, a more recent episode where they talk about animation in general. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what were you going to say first? Well, I was going to say, I, I agree the when the guy talks about how like most of the flying scenes just look like he's in front of the thing and the thing's moving in the background, right? Like they don't look like right. he's flying. He's just kind of like in front of like the animation equivalent of like a green screen where he's like moving, but he's like everything in the background is just moving behind him kind of thing. Right. So one of the things in a more recent one, they're, they're talking about um, Attack on Titan, where they the Titans used to be hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, the Titans were very rare in, like, the first two seasons and only were more common in, or at least the more detailed Titans. Because there's, like, these generic Titans that are right. kind of easy to draw. But the more detailed and specific and important Titans weren't really around all that often until season three. And then so season four comes out and they CG all the Titans, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, the reason, the artist is like, the reason they do that is because, like, you need to keep an eye on what he calls pencil mileage, which is that, like, in X amount of time, I can only draw so much. So, I can draw, like, this, or in, like, Gundam Wing, like the old Gundam shows, right? Mm-hmm. I never really watched them, but you know what they are, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so, I watched, um, I was thinking, I was, you mentioned Gundam, I was like, which one did I watch? I watched Gundam Black? Okay. I think, it was like so, Gundam something. It was like a, a, it wasn't like the main one, it was like a one that came later. Okay, but either way, you know, it's like these super intricate, like, ro- like robot suits, right? Right, yes. And, and he's like, I can only draw so much of this robot. So mm-hmm. if I decide I'm going to have a scene where I show off all the intricacies of this robot, like we watch it transform from one thing to another and yeah. I show you every fucking piece fall into place. That is a ton of pencil mileage. So this needs to happen in an extremely important part, right? Mm-hmm. And so they did mention one thing that is now going to scar me forever, which is that like if you ever see in an episode where, like, there's a lot of dialogue and all you get is, like, a close-up of someone's mouth moving while they're talking mm-hmm. and animation or, like, a close-up of a hand on a shoulder while someone's talking. You know what I mean? Like, someone walks up behind and puts a hand on the shoulder yeah. and you see, like, just a close-up of the hand mm-hmm. while they're talking. Like, that means there is going to be a giant scene coming up because they've done that because it's very easy to just draw a mouth or just draw a hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I did this super quick so that when it comes to this super crazy scene later... Like, I have time to work on it. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like, a, that's... you know, you have 100, 100% of something and you're like, all right, well, I know I'm going to use need 70 for this one. Might as well use the 30 on something that isn't going to... Right. I, I need 70% for this super badass scene at the end. So that means all this, like, kind of dialogue, I'm going to have to dial it down from a 20 to a 10. You right. know what I mean? Like, and so I do a close-up of a hand or a close-up of a mouth or just, like, the eyes. You know what I mean? While they're talking. And so you do that. And I think at the end of the day, like, that... and with a bigger budget, you get more pencil mileage because you have more people that you hire more people that can draw. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, it's and, kind of like... and in the end of Invincibles, the season finale, when you have Omni Man holding Mark up and literally just destroying bodies of people flying at you, yeah. 
the amount of pencil mileage it would take to make that look clean is a lot. <laughs> so yes. so I mean, instead, yes. we get what we get. So, like you said, I think once you get a bigger budget, I think I think shit's going to start going off the rails yeah. in, like, the best way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, you know... I'll... Off the rails, not in a bad way, but off the rails in, like, a Fast and Furious shit's getting off the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I mentioned it, you know, with Rick and Morty or even South Park, right? Like, you watch those first few seasons and it's like, yeah, this looks good, but then now you're like, holy shit. And... You know, I feel like this shares a lot with Rick and Morty, not just in, well, not just in the fucking, you know, the popularity and the, the nihilism, but then also in the, in the sort of that, um, this like, it, it was the first show since Rick and Morty where I really liked the speculative sci-fi that was in it, where it's not just as simple as like, hey, it's time travel or like, hey, it's the shit that Big Bang Theory talks about. It's like... Oh, you know, there's these aliens that age faster or there's like these like robots that are cyborgs. And it's like, you know, it, it's this like um, sort of like monster of the week thing that allows you to explore things like robot and cloning yourself and why the clone has to think that he's the original and shit like that. You know what I mean? That like, was such a cool touch, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, he's like, he's like, it's kind of easy for you to tell. But like, right. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking I, giant thought, mound that just I really like that scene, too. Yeah. Cindy was like, I was like, damn, Cindy was getting dusty in there. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, where he makes a clone of himself and then he has to, like, kill himself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, all that stuff. I thought that stuff is so good. And, and, and I'm excited for season two because what I ended up... What I think, as this first season went on, I think the mystery of why Omni-Man did what he did hangs over the season so much that when they do episodes like the one with Titan or the one where they go to that college campus where it becomes more of a monster of the week episodes, mm-hmm. you sort of go, why am I watching this? Shouldn't we be getting back to why he did what he did? Mm-hmm. But now that he's not, or like we're not thinking about that mystery for season two, I'm excited for them to sort of become not more like Buffy or more like a monster of the week, but to not have to care about that right so that every episode i'm like oh damn they're doing this i wonder how that's going to connect to the bigger story right because i think it's all going to connect back and that's what i liked about this season is that everything that they did that was like a side thing other than that weird mummy thing um it all came back in the season finale right you know like the cyborgs that we that planet the guy voiced by seth rogan the kaiju like it all came back Again, but the but the thing is, see, I feel the exact opposite. That's the one thing I don't want them to do in season two, mm. uh, because well, like, I mean, like I, I don't... Seth Rogen, Seth, Seth Rogen came back, but like, who cares? Like, like that 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 was just there. Like, it's not like it really brought anything. It was just like here's some exposition. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and then the the thing on Mars, which I'm assuming is what you're talking about, the mummy thing, right? Like where it's like, oh yeah, well the, no, there was like an episode where like it starts with somebody opening like a tomb and doing like a thing from like the mummy, where like 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 a locust comes out or some shit, and there's like a sandstorm. I think it's like episode two or three, um, but no, I I know what you mean. Like I personally don't like Monsters of the Week episode shows either. I think I like them better serialized. But I think if there's any show that could do it, definitely, I think it would be this one because I think that they still care about the serial part. See, that my problem though is that like that was the weakest part of the season for me. Like mm-hmm. like him now taking over what's his uh, what was it? 
It wasn't like robot face or cyber face, whatever the fuck that machine face. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, oh, Titan. The the yeah, machine head. Machine head. Um, like him taking over his spot, like ultimately has not mattered at all. Mm. And then the the thing on Mars, like I thought the thing on Mars was going to be a super huge deal because they were like every like all the Martians, the shape shifting Martians that were there. Yeah, they were like, do not fucking let this thing out. And then it gets out. Yeah. Real quick, one thing that's not explained. It shows the astronaut on Earth, right? Yeah. Like, with being possessed. And then, like, at the end of the season, you show... Like, it shows him on Mars. And I'm like, how did you get back? Right. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, like, the little ones where you go, like, wait. But why don't you... Like, wait. Okay. All right, you, show. Did, did, did you take a rogue uh, rocket launcher? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, did you... Did, did you steal a... Uh, <laughs> a fucking Mars... Uh, like a Mars missile. Did you did you happen to steal one from NASA to get back to Mars when mm-hmm. no one was looking? Yeah. But like, it doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, like that seemed like that was going to be super important, and ultimately didn't matter at all in the season. Mm-hmm. You get the the machine head thing and Titan, and that ultimately doesn't matter at the end of the season. Right. You get the like the cyborg thing has a small payoff, but like. Well, it, it might be more important moving forward. Yeah. But either way, like, I got, like, a few of these things where I'm just like, I don't really know why this mattered. And so it doesn't all have to matter, like, explicitly. Mm-hmm. But, like, the thing I'm worried about is they showed it to us again, right, at the end of season one. And I'm worried they're going to go back in season two and be like, all right, well, let's clean up this Martian thing we started in season one. Let's clean up this machine head thing. Let's clean up the, the fucking lion guy who's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just clean these up and then we can do the story. And if I get like four episodes of him doing just like little side stuff, like th- that was my lull. You know what I mean? It was like we got episodes of, like here's Mark trying to be a hero. And it's like, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I've seen a lot of stories where someone's just trying to become a hero. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes I know I literally said earlier in this episode mm-hmm. that like generic things work because, or like a lot of these kind of like well-tread paths work or are used because they work. Yeah. But for some reason, those are the ones that a lot of times don't work for me. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, I think it's just too obvious what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to put your own flair on, He's gonna stop the villain, but not save the people he's supposed to. Save. You know, like, yeah. like, 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 I got it. You know what I mean? This is this has happened before. Yeah. But um, I'm just worried that we're going to get more stuff like that, and then not touch on that enough. But even still, kind of like I was with the lull in the middle of this season. Like, there's nothing that's going to pull me away until you fuck this up for half a season, right? right. Like, you'd have to give me half a season episodes where I'm like. This shit's just not worth it anymore. <laughs> you give me even three, like two or three back-to-back episodes, you better fucking nail that fourth one, but, like, I'm probably still going to watch that fourth one. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, you know, kind of like going back to Rick and Morty again, I think that show, when it was, like, season two, I was like, how are they going to keep this up? Because he, he can't keep doing this, right? And even the ones that are, like, part of the bigger story, like the season finales, I was like, what's going to happen here? And they've been able to do it, so I think... As long as they can keep their their shit clever, and they can, you know, raise the stakes when they need to, even if mm-hmm. some of the episodes are not as part, they're not part of the serial. They're just kind of like their own doing their own thing. Um, I think I'll be okay because and... 
I'm willing to tolerate it because of what the show is. Because I'm personally, I don't, I didn't like like shows like Fringe or uh, I can't think of any other ones like Buffy or something, you know? Right. And for what it's worth, um, I do think, I do think that one thing that makes me less worried about it is that from what I've, I mean, I haven't read the comics at all, but from what I understand, there are like 130, 150, somewhere like that many comics. Mm -hmm. And I think season one ended at like comic 35 or 40. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm a little worried that we're going to get like sideshow Bob. You know what I mean? Like like we're going to get a bunch of little sideshows instead. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if the source material still has like, four times as much material to go off yeah. of than what it did this season. I assume they know where they're going. You know what I mean? Like, like we're not, we're not winging it. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean like the guy, you know, the guy who did this, Robert Kirkman, Kirkman, he did, you know, the walking dead and I know he wasn't the showrunner, but there was a point where I just stopped watching that show. That All right. Hold on. on. I, do you know, don't say it out loud, but do you know the last thing you saw happen? Like, the last thing you watched happen in that show? The Walking Dead? Yeah. The one where I was like, all right, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, mine was, and my, I don't know if mine's significant. I don't know if many other people have the same, like, point. Mm -hmm. Mine was when the governor drove a tank into the prison. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm my man's driving around. Like, my man's like... driving around tanks and we're acting like zombies are a problem. Like, like let's yeah. just fucking run them all over. <laughs> See, I was I was on board for a little bit longer, and I actually liked that episode because I was like, finally, shit's going down. Okay, motherfuckers getting their head chopped off or their necks half sliced open. I do, and absolutely, I was like, at least we're getting some action. But then, like, as I stepped away from that episode, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> um, no, I watch. I watched until Negan killed all those people. Okay, and, and then I was like, I literally remember exactly where I was. It was like October 2016, and. I watched the episode, and I was like, why the fuck did I watch that? Like, there's a difference between killing characters that you care about, like the Red Wedding, and it, it's like it's like part of the story, and then mm -hmm. just doing it, and you go like, I don't even like I don't even like you like that show, so you're doing what, stuff what, that... What did we achieve by doing this, right. other than to just be like, oh, we did it! <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not a super fan of you. Like, I'm not Game of Thrones, right? Like, I'm not... You know, you're not... You know your place, show. And then I stop watching. <laughs> no, know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> Walking Dead. And so I, from then on, I was like, I don't need to watch this. So, um, but what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Robert Kirk Kirkman. Yeah, yeah. So um, as as long as they can keep it going and they don't do any dumb shit like The Walking Dead, I'm on board. And so I'm excited mm -hmm. for season two. Um, I I think the... I, I'm excited to see where the budget goes, where the money goes. Mm -hmm. um, that's my biggest, like, ooh, I can't wait. Because I think it's only going to get better. And like you said, if they keep the people who are choreog choreographing the fights and keep that sort of tight framing around them, but just improve the way it looks, I think it's going to be awesome. Right. Like, imagine that the, imagine either the very end of the season or the end of the first episode. Like, imagine that with, uh, like, a bigger budget. Mm -hmm. Like, how, like that first fight where he's trying to, like, where he's killing the, what is it, the Guardians? Of the Guardians, the, yeah. Uh, what are, hmm, I'm trying to remember the name, because I almost said Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's definitely <laughs> not what they're called. Um, but anyway, the Guardians, when he's killing them, like, that fight is so cool, 
cool because of the way it's choreographed. Mm. Like, he's... Omni-Man is trying to kill everyone. And, like, his, his first foil is that, like, the Flash is saving everyone. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 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 it's not that, like, he's trying to beat each person and it's a brawl. You know what mm. I mean? Like, he's not trying to beat up the Flash, but the Flash is too quick for him. He's yeah. like, I, I'm gonna fucking murder Batman, and like the Flash is like, boop, like snags him, and it's like, oh, like imagine that with like a budget, right? Like right. how much better that would look. But if you still had the same idea, you know what I mean? Real quick, someone tweeted, mm-hmm. "Who would win in a fight, Omni Man or Batman?" And I was like, I think we already saw that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My man literally snags him by the foot and just fucking slits. He's having his brains, yeah, and yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, you think just because his name is Batman that he's going to treat him better? Like, no, that's the whole point. <laughs> like, he's... But he was like, but Batman with prep time, he'd find the weakness. And I was like, this ain't Superman, bro. <laughs> there ain't no kryptonite yet. We don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like um, that they kept his design basically... Like the first Superman, like he can fly, and he has super strength, and he's invulnerable, but he doesn't have like, you know, X-ray vision or you know fucking laser beams or freeze breath or any of that extra stuff. Right, he's super strong, he's super fast, he can fly, and he's damn near invulnerable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's it. Yeah. Yo, real quick, I I don't know why it didn't it didn't come into play necessarily, but like. For some reason, the scene where they're, like, working on the blood and they can't even, like, destroy the blood cells, I was like, this is a dope-ass scene. Like, like, I think the key to doing it is something in the blood. And they're, like, just fucking zapping it and the blood cells are just, like, coming back still. Yeah. You know what was one scene that I thought was, I was like, this is fucking awesome, this is so cool. And then later on, I was like, wait, why doesn't he just do this? The scene where he goes through the tunnel, through that wormhole, to that civilization... Yeah. And he's like, blow, he like flies through a city and he just like nuclear bombs him just because of how fast he's going. And he's like ripping civilizations apart. He's flying back and forth and he's flying up, destroying satellites. And I'm like, that looks awesome. You're showing how strong he is. But then I'm like, why doesn't he just do that here? Like, so my quick explanation is going to be that like for... he's supposed to pull them into the civilization. And so if he just oh, blows everything up, then that was my over. other question. Okay. So at the end. Right, he's like, you were trying to be part. You know, we're trying to pull you in. I was. Is he? Is he saying that he's going to have like that sort of like tournament where people kill each other until the best of the best survive? Or is he saying he's going to kill all of humanity? Or is he saying, come into the Viltrumites and we'll kill the weak? Or you guys will join and everybody will stay? Like I, I was a little confused because he, I'm you know, assuming he's, it, to me it kind of my guess is just going to be like. From the Viltrumite standpoint, like, oh, it's up to the guy who goes. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, however you want to do it, you know what I mean. Like, right. I, I don't think he. I don't think the plan was to kill all humans because he talks about how he's gonna bring it will in. make it will make human life better. Right. To do this, he does mention killing all the humans a couple times. Right. But like I, I, that. Honest. I mean, realistically, I could easily explain that away as just being like. When you're super fucking frustrated, like, because right. from his standpoint, he's like, like he literally like, Mark, look what you've made me do, like, right, you're it's, people, but it's like, well then, like that's what I was a little confused about because Mark's like, no, you, you don't want to be part of it, but it's like, okay, so if they're gonna do the thing where like they all kill each, like, so they stop, they all kill each other until just the best of the best were left. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna do that on every planet? 
And I think that is what they. I think that is what they do in every planet. I don't okay. know if they let each other kill each other or if like maybe like that's kind of where I thought it was like up to the guy that went. Like, okay. does he start a tournament where they have to kill each other and only the strongest survive, or does he pick and choose? Like, you're strong, the, right. you're here, like you're gone, you're blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, because if it's if it's just hey, because you are, we would I would literally kill any of you at any time at any moment. I don't see the problem with joining the Viltrumites if they're not going to, because then it's like, we're just going to be improving technology. Like he says, he's well, like, the problem, know. the problem with joining the Viltrumites though, is I think, I think the condition of joining the Viltrumites is that like, we have gotten only the best of this society because the whole thing is the reason why the Viltrumites are as good as they are is because they killed the weak. Yeah. They killed all the weak. So it's like any, any, any group of people that we're going to help out and bring to us, they need to at least put in the work that we put in. I think okay. is basically the logic, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I wish they we, would have got, we did the hard work by yeah. killing the shitty group of our, like the shitty half of our people. Yeah. You needed to do the hard work of killing half of your shitty people, and then we'll come help you out. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would. They would have made that a little bit more explicit. Where he was like, was like, what is the plan? Like maybe like, you know, be like only the weak, and they see maybe like a guy in a wheelchair or something and he like kills him. He's like, that's, he's not who is going to be left. Right. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Like where it right. makes explicit that they're going to be killing basically anybody who's not like an apex human. Right. right. And, and, and you know, you're right. That would have made things a little more clear, a little better. Um, probably wouldn't have hurt to, to do, but again, like I, I think any, let's put it this way my explanation or anybody other explanation that hasn't read the comics, mm-hmm. any explanation they come up with, if it's wrong, it, the show can very easily chalk it up to just, like I said, like he's like, like Omni-Man's current priority is like not to explain the plan to Mark. It's to get like, like it's like Mark, get on board. Like, like, like you know what I mean? And like, if yeah. any of these plans are going to involve killing humans, which they all seem to do, Mark's yeah. not going to be on board. So like, like right. Get the fuck out of here, Mark. I'm, let's make this work. Right. And I and I also wish that they had made it more explicit that the reason he is starting to do this shit now is because Mark got his powers. Yeah, I don't think... Because if that's not the reason why, then it's like, well, then why did it start now? And I feel like it makes most sense where he goes, oh, he has his powers. Oh, it's go time, right? He's been waiting 17 years. It's go time. Actually, let's do this. You know what I think it is? Uh, just a quick... I think I probably already thought this and I forgot until just now. Mm-hmm. My guess was that he was going to just do it whenever he did it, right? But mm-hmm. then he had a kid and, like, didn't want to murder his own kid. Yeah. So he just kind of, like, kept holding out hope. Because, like, right. I'm assuming he looked at his kid like, I'm going to have to kill you because you're not going to be one of the strong ones until right. you get your powers. And then the powers come and he's like... Oof, thank God. Like, 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 it's not even like, okay, now, like, you got your powers, that means it's time to kill people. It's yeah. like, okay, now I don't have to worry about killing my own son, so let's go ahead and get this thing popping. <laughs> right, exactly. And I wish they would have made that more explicit, because in, in the first episode, he goes like, oh, sometimes I wish he had never gotten his powers. But then, you, you know, you, you go, okay, they're saying that because they want it to fit the story, right? It's another thing with the Amber thing, where, like, they bend some things so that it'll fit, like, Mark feeling left out. But yeah. then they also have their cake too, where they're like, "No, he's actually as happy that he has his powers because he doesn't have to kill him." Right. Yeah. That it, it's probably one of those things where it's like, "I'm happy he got his powers, so I don't have to kill him." But 
now that he has his power, I have to start doing the hard shit. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you're right. I just wish they would have made that a little bit more clear. Like, at 100%. the end, when he's monologuing and beating the shit out of him. He's like, you know, I've been waiting for 17 years for this. You know, I have to do what's right because, you know, you're, I realize that you're one of me or whatever. And you know what, though? Like, I, I agree with you 100% now because I remember thinking that the final thing that happens in the last season, which is that, like, he has the moment where, like, he quits being a monster to 100%, right? Like, his monster is turned down from 100% to 99, and he's like, I did love my son. You know what I mean? Like, you have that moment. He's he's like, he's like, fuck, like, he's like, I still hate you with all my heart right now, but, like, I'm, I don't feel like I can kill you, so I'm leaving, right? You get that. But it felt super out of place to me. And and I think if we would have played on the fact that, like, or if we would have more explicitly said that, like, the reason he waited is because he didn't want to have to kill his son, then that moment yes. feels more in line. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, exactly. like, the whole reason mm-hmm. I waited 17 years is so I wouldn't have mm-hmm. to do the thing I'm you're making me do right now. Right, right. Exactly. And exactly. for what it's worth, my whole reasoning could be wrong, right? Like, we could get to season two and the reasoning he waited for 17 years has nothing to do with it. Yeah. As long as it's valid, that's fine. But, like, the fact that I'm even having this conversation yeah. right now where, like, is the reason he waited that long because he didn't want to kill his son? And then if so, if you'd have played on that extra hard, it would have made this final moment such much of a better yeah. payoff. Yeah, I mean, it, it. yeah, you're so right. Like, that That would fit perfectly. That would, that would fix, A, why he waited 17 years to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, B, it would fix why he flies off at the end and it doesn't come out of nowhere. It would basically be two, word, two birds with one stone that would improve it dramatically if they would just nailed it a little better. Right, because the whole thing is that, like, you get this... The whole the whole first season is, like, Omni-Man isn't who you think he was. Right? You know what right. I mean? Like, 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 he seems like a superhero. He seems like a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. But now he's doing all these terrible things. And so, like, you get the feeling that he was... He wanted to be a good dad, right? Because he's always mm-hmm. been there and Mark has such an attachment to him. Right. He wanted to be a good dad. But then you're like, but it's not as it seems. So maybe he's not a good dad. And the thing that saves Mark's life is like, he's like, I'm your dad. So it feels off. But if we'd have tied it all up with like, you're the only reason I waited 17 years. And here's the deal. Even if it's not, even if you don't explicitly do it because you're my son, even if you did it like, because I know you're a vil- like I know you're one of me, you're one of right. us. Right. Then, like, even still, that final payoff of it being like, but I'm your dad. It's still like the same one of us thing, right? It's still that yeah. same like, you should have been here. And it, he does touch on it because now that I'm saying it, I'm like, well, he does kind of say that in the fight, but I, I just don't think it's 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 not play- just, it, it's not done as as well as it could have been. Right, exactly. I think if they tighten that up a little bit, if they tighten that up, this show it might be a nine and a half. You know yeah. what I mean? Now that I think about it, like if you tighten, if you put my fucking bow on the end of it like that, I'm like, well, like that end is like even better. And then it's like, oh, this show's fucking amazing. Yeah, because I think you know, you know, in the beginning, if if it if it's not related to him getting his powers, then in the same episode, him getting his powers and him killing everybody, then you go what a weird coincidence that he just chooses to do it in the same week that that happens. Right. Like it doesn't right. it, like, it, then you go, then these things aren't connected. Then like, they're not the same story. Right. It's like, right. it's, he's getting his powers over there. And then Omni man's killing people over here where they could easily be one and make it better and make the ending better. Right. 
my again my number one hope is that there are like 140 of these comics and that they seem to be well received so i assume they did something right so either a the situation is what we're talking about in the show yeah. just for time restraints budget restraints blah 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 like wasn't able to give us all that info that's fine i i hope that if it's not what we've figured out here this afternoon like if it if that's not the reason or logic behind all of it i still have to assume that they the logic that we're going to eventually get does all still tie things together to a certain degree yep, yep. um but even still though if they'd have just played on that more that like you, you know you're my son i didn't want to have to kill you it also like he leaves it makes that part better right but then it also makes just that little seth rogan thing at the end better where he's like i've never seen one leave you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. And and exactly. you get that, yep, and you yep. get that. Like, what the fuck does that mean? But there's an extra level of what the fuck that mean if it's like. Not only did he, fucking ruin any relationship he had with Earth, he also ruined any relationship he had with the Viltrumites because of like just this weird connection with his son. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, yeah. even just playing it up just a little bit more even makes that a little better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It reminds me of um the the him beating the shit out of him reminds me of. Have you seen the movie Baby Boy with Tyrese? I so I haven't either, but there's this scene where that is on Twitter all the time where he like punches Tyrese or no, no, no Ving Rames is like his stepdad and he like mm-hmm. punches him and he's like, oh, you maybe want to do this. You know, maybe go back to jail. You really want to fuck with the dude with two strikes. And like Tyrese is like passed <laughs> out. <laughs> and so that's what it reminded me of. He's like, oh, I can't believe you made me do this. You made me punch you. Oh God, now I've got two strikes. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what it reminded me of? Mm. The fucking Shawn Michaels thing where he's in the hallway. He's like, look what you made me do. Oh, yes. He kicks the dude with the papers. like, look what you made me do. I kicked Steve. It's just some random fucking dude. Um, But it's like, it's it's just like, (laughs) it's hilarious every time you get one of those, right? Where he's just like beating the shit. He's like, look what you've made me do. It's hilarious, but like, it was solid. Also... Just absolutely one of the most brutal things I've ever had to watch, right? Like, mm. oh, yeah, so so much of that last episode is just like, fuck. like, and the thing is, it's like, my my dad brought up, he's like, a lot of the times, the, the episode before the final episode of a season is the best, mm-hmm. like, the penultimate episode is the best because yeah. we give you what we want to give you, and then episode the, the finale is just tying everything up until next yeah. time we meet. Right. But this one fucking went so in, like, mm-hmm. and that, like I said, half of the episode was like me watching it on the screen and then taking quick breaks to just look down or away, like, oh Jesus Christ! That's, that's, damn, that's a lot. <laughs> I found, this, I, this too much. This too much. <laughs> I found this the seed. He like punches Tyrese. Wait, I think this is the shit. Should... And apparently it's even funnier if you watch it like on cable because they replace all the N-words and all the Fs. Because if you would mess with a player with two strikes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That's Uh, amazing. But, um, no, I know what you mean. Like, you just go, fuck. It's, it's, um, it's that meme where they, oh, there's like, it's the same dude, but it's like 20 of them playing in the sand. 
Oh, they're playing in the sand. They're like sad in the sand. Like one's like holding it, and the other one's like in the background, like. Oh uh... uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think just just to, like to to wrap up, I, I think it's a, a great show. I'm really glad I watched it. The little nitpicks we ha- I have, whether it's with the animation or with the story beats or any of those, I don't think detracted in any way. Like I would be like, oh well, you know, I wasn't gonna watch it because of this or that. Um. I think the voice acting is great. The action choreography is great. And I think everything that we talked about, maybe not the story, but definitely the animation, I think all that will be fixed in season two. Like there's, yeah. I, I, I can't see a world where they have season two and the animation is at the exact same level. I just, and if it is, that's a, a fucking, that would be a huge mistake. Tragedy. Or that would be, a, <laughs> yeah, that would be a huge bummer. Yeah. Well, the one thing I will say about the voice acting is that like, they got the group of people they got are the most notable, unnotable people. Like, like, I, does that make sense? Like, like when you think of like great actors, like J.K. Simmons is not good. Like he is great. Yeah. But, but he's, he's not never, like, he's right. not Brad Pitt, Leo. Right. He's not like, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even a guy like, um, I mean, the, the closest one, I think, is Mahershala Ali. Like, that's like the one that's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the dude. That's the two Oscars, man. Right? But everybody else is kind of like, hmm? Is, is he tight? Yeah, no, he's wait. tight. Yeah. Yo, I just did the wee bay. Like, the, the fucking where he like, looks up he, like, to, like, to the side, yeah. and he's like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's Marshall Ali. Yeah, dude, because you know, early on he meets him in the alleyway in episode one, and I paused it, and I was like, Marshall Ali? Like, and then he beats yeah. the shit out of him, and then he doesn't show up the rest of the episode. I was like, oh, he's just like a little cameo. He was just doing somebody a favor. And then when he came back, I was like, oh, that's why he was in it. <laughs> yeah, so like, and, like, yeah, <laughs> fucking rub his face like we bet. Um, yeah. like, <laughs> and so yeah, I think everybody's like, oh, there's that guy, like, um, uh, I mean, Steve, the main character, uh, how do you pronounce his last uh, name? Yun. Steve Yun? Like, yeah. every, let's put it this way. If you put a picture of his face mm-hmm. on a TV, everyone's going to know him, right? Yeah. They're going to be like, like oh, yeah, it's The, the Walking Dead. Show, the Walking Dead, yeah, I think he played like Glenn or something. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to know him. So it's a super, like, it clearly is a big name. If you're doing voice act, if you cast a voice actor and people can pick him out of a lineup by his face, that's mm-hmm. a big casting, right? Yes. But, like, they didn't break any sort of... The closest they got to breaking any sort of immerse, immersion was Jason Manzukis, And that's, yes. like... And even still, the weirdest thing to me still is that I think that's a perfect casting. It yes, just, I, I think... It, it's yes, just, like, I, I don't, right I don't know what the fuck to do with that. Like, yes. like yeah. it's clearly a me problem because it fits the character, everything's no, great. No. It's just, like, on my end, I'm just like... I, I think I agree completely because, like, in the first episode, I was like, wow, that's Jason. But then by the end, I was like, that's Rex explosion. Like, right. I think I buy it because his his tone of voice fits that character so well that by the end I was like, no, that's perfect casting. I think I think you're totally right. I think that you you I'm right there with you in that I'm like, wow, that's him. But maybe or maybe I you know I was there with you at the beginning, but I'm definitely now I'm like that's one hundred percent. Like now it works. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we just didn't have. Maybe it's that his voice is so recognizable. Yeah. and his cadence and everything like yeah you hear him speak even if i feel like even if it was a different voice like yeah. if you ran his voice 
through some sort of automation where like it changes what it sounds like. Yeah. But it still kept all his delivery cadence and everything like that. Yeah, I feel like, like I might still be able to say that I'm the most you'd get at me is I feel like that's somebody else doing a very good Jason Manzuka's impression. Yeah. <laughs> like so and- maybe when we don't have enough character personality, like his voice is on a ten of recognizability. Yeah. Like and then you read a character for the first time and you know like your knowledge about the character is a one out of the ten, you're mm-hmm. like, this is just Jason Manzukis. And then yeah. as you learn more about the character, you're like, oh, okay, now it fits. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think, and so one of the things that I'm sad about is that the fact that we're not going to get any more robot because I thought Zachary Quinto was fucking his his. I mean, I know he does Spock, so he's kind of used to it, but he's fucking awesome. He was so good as robot, and they got somebody else to do like the what's his name? I don't even fucking remember. robots real voice running Teddy, Andy. Yeah. Whatever it is. Something like that. Something like that. Whatever it ends up being, it's like a different guy. And I was like, damn, because I really like Zachary Quinto as robot. He's like just creepy enough, but there's like something there. So, yeah, even he, like you go like, oh, that's the, that's uh, Spock. Yeah, 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 that's Spock. Yeah, that's the guy who plays Spock. But he's not like, you know, super famous. Same thing with Jillian Jacobs, Zazie Beetz. Um, I think everybody in the cast is like well, en- well known enough that you go, oh, or like Sandra, oh, you go, oh, that, oh. Cecil is a perfect uh, example of this. He's played by, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? He's in Django. He gets his dick blown off in Django. <laughs> uh, Cecil Invincible. Uh, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yes, Walton Goggins is awesome. And I think he's like, you see him and you go, oh, that I know that guy. Right. And then, and then it's, you know, you just fucking, but like, despite getting all these big names, it all just fits. Yeah. And so yeah. like, that's the most impressive voice cast, voice actor casting I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to pull all these things off where all of these people are super recognizable, but they all fit. Like, it's just, it's incredible. And then, so I yeah. assume you're going to keep that same energy when you do season two. Any new right. characters in season two, you're going to hit the same mark. And yeah. It's just going to be great. So, um, was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, no, that was it. All right, so uh, we'll end it by saying Invincible saw it eight and between eight and nine, right? Eight and <laughs> yes. nine out of ten. Yes, um, and I think I think um, you know, there's other shows that I, we've talked about that I think maybe are close to it or better. But I think the reason I wanted to, why we both wanted to talk about it, is like I, I talk about it is because a we both watched it, but then also a we both watched it. B it's sort of like really the zeitgeist right now but then c i think it's very it's so unique i think um and like i said it's, it's the most unique i felt watching something sci-fi related since rick and morty you know six years ago right it definitely was an odd thing like i remember when it, i heard like it was getting popular and i was like yeah really this show like like you know what i mean yeah. and then i watched it and i was like i get it but still yeah. like yeah so as usual stay safe stay entertained and we'll catch you guys next week later guys Peace.